There's something about whales. Everybody loves whales. They're yeah. the most magnificent animals. I, I remember doing a whale watch out of Kaikoura years ago. I was filming actually for a program called What Now, a children's program, and I've never seen anything like it. It was jaw-dropping. The beauty, the majesty, just simply jaw-dropping. And I will back that up 100%. If you ever get a chance to go whale-watching at Kaikoura, leap at it because it is just a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Oh, they're magnificent. Anyway, for years, scientists have been sort of intrigued by the enchanting song of the humpback whale, which echo across the Pacific Ocean. Researchers have puzzled over how different groups of whales who live thousands of kilometres apart appear to share and adopt maybe even steal, the same tunes. <laughs> well, Associate Professor Rochelle Constantine has co-authored a paper about this very thing. She joins us on the line now. Hello, Rochelle. Hi. What if I read your story and I loved it. What a fascinating work. What on earth prompted you to get into this? Well, we've had a long-running interest in humpback whales. We, The South Pacific Whale Research Consortium, which is a collective of of friends, really, who, who study whales. We we knew that whales had been decimated throughout the Pacific um, with, you know, I mean, I think there was something like less than 10% of their original population mm. um, coming back to the breeding grounds in the Pacific region. So we started studying them and trying to understand who they were and where they were coming from and those things. And we, we, we worked out quite quickly that the whales have um, returned to the the place that they were born in. So every breeding season, so in the winter they come there, um, they breed, mate, sing, carve, and then they travel south down to the Southern Ocean to feed, and then a year later they're back in the breeding grounds. And we knew from the genetics that they had this fidelity to their place they were born. We also um, you know, knew that there was virtually no movement between the different island groups, but we had recordings of their songs. So they only sing on the breeding grounds. It's males sing this really complex song that uh, they use uh, probably to attract females. They use it to, to sort of repel other males away from them, and it clearly has some appeal uh, for, mm. for breeding purposes. So that song holds a lot of information in it, and some work by my colleague Alan Garland, who is the lead author on this paper as well, uh, her and her, her PhD student, um, master's student, sorry, Claire Owen, they they had sort of looked at the song across the region of the Pacific. Yeah. The song we hear in New Caledonia this year, next year we'll hear parts of it in Tonga, and the year after we'll hear parts of it in Samoa. And so it moves across the Pacific. Wow. The thing is that when you think about that, it's like, well, if they're going back to the same place, hearing the same song, how do they learn new songs? Yeah. How does this, these elements of song move across? So in 2015, I um, was uh, at the, the Kermadec Islands doing uh, research on whales. Um, Pew uh, and the Ministry of Primary Industries actually gave a lot of funding to help us with this work because we were actually interested in whales in Antarctica, but we couldn't get down there because it's so far away and expensive. Yeah. So we're putting tags on whales um, to understand their migration south. And we recorded song um, at the Kumadex. And the Kumadex are actually on their migration path south. So they've finished breeding and all of those things, and they're actually swimming south. But they aggregate at this little island um, and hang out for four or five days. <laughs> so the song that we recorded... You know, I gave to Alan, and I, you know, and I said, "Look, yeah, this this song, there's different songs in here because we can actually tell the difference between them." And sure enough, you know, Claire had a look at it, and what we've realised is that on the migration path, the whales aggregate at Raoul Island, 
and they come from all over. They were from breeding grounds between New Caledonia and all the way across to, to Rarotonga. Yeah. And they aggregate at this little rock. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you can drive around it in <laughs> yeah. half an hour. Yeah. And... Um, and that's where they're hearing songs from other whales and they're sharing this kind of cultural information. So they're like, oh, oh, that's the new theme. Yeah, I'll pick that up. And one of the whales we recorded actually had a hybrid song. So it had already started incorporating some of these new themes from whales from other breeding grounds into its song. And then once they leave the Kumadex, they sort of toodle south and, and head off to different places um, in the Southern Ocean to feed. That is and, Yeah, it's amazing. But the neat thing is that, that we never knew where they shared the song. You know, we're like, you know, if they're staying on the breeding grounds, what's going on? But it's on the migration path. And I think the thing that really strikes home with me is that when they swim, continue to swim south, they don't, they don't sing in Antarctica. They don't sing in the feeding ground. They feed in the feeding ground and they sing and breed in the breeding ground. So they actually keep that new song in their head somehow. And, and they swim all the way south and then they swim back north about seven, eight months later. They get back on the breeding grounds and they've got those new elements of song that they heard you know, months earlier still in their head and they pop them in there for their, their new themes for their song for that, that year. My Wonderful. Goodness. That, oh, that, that's extraordinary. Is, Raul Island is pretty much their Ibiza, isn't it? You know, it's, the par, it's party central for them. <laughs> yes. Well, it's actually more like the chill-out room in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. These, so these smooth dudes get together, they all sing their songs, they pick mm. up a little bit here and a little bit there, and then later on, when they're attracting the female whales, they've got a whole new repertoire to sing to them. Yeah, and it, it's not a whole new repertoire. It's just a little bit yeah. of change. That's the thing. They don't. There's every now and then we'll get these sort of um, sort of revolutionary changes. And Mike Node from University of Queensland, he had that one year where two West Australian whales swam over to East Australia, and then suddenly everything turned to custard in East Australia. They just picked up this whole new song. But but in the, across the Pacific and our sort of Oceania region, it, it's literally like you know just a few themes here from yeah. New Caledonia will be heard next year in the next place and sort of about five or six years later it sort of petered out by the time it gets over to um, uh, the French Polynesia you know and we've, we've got new song moving across it's actually one of the largest um, transferals of cultural information via song of any animal known in the world and it spans the entire South Pacific it's it's really quite remarkable so yeah they pick up the little bits they like and they they keep them in their memory, and then they pull them out and put them in their song for the next year. <laughs> that is, look, we could talk. That's just such fascinating, fascinating work. We're going to have to let you go, but thank you so much for your time. Just the last thing, Rochelle, what is it you clearly love these whales? What is it you love most about the whale? Um, I like, for humpbacks, I like that despite all of our absolutely appalling behaviour towards them where we've hunted them and we've done so many terrible things to them historically, there's still such an amazing animal that has this really strong will to live and survive and, and it's written into their songs, their movements and, and their lives and we're really lucky that we still have them. The humpbacks of Oceania are recovering slowly but they will get there. That's Rochelle, thank, thank you very much for your time. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Isn't she lovely? What a I mean, that's just wonderful. What an amazing story. Isn't it? That's Rochelle man. Constantine, Associate Professor in Marine Biology. If you get a chance to Google that story, Migrating Humpbacks, and read more about it, it's, I mean, it's just wonderful.